sorry. <laughs> I don't know the rest of that song. I don't either. That's <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here we go. Let's do this. You ready? Yep. Okay. Hi there. Welcome back to Returning to Eden. This is a place where we talk about all things purity culture. We dive into what it looks like to honor God with our whole selves while we question the things that were spoken to us as young adults. We go into healthy boundaries as well as relationships with others as we learn to live in peace with who we are in Christ. Thank you for taking the time to listen and I hope you enjoy all the things we have in store for you. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Returning to Eden. This is the place where we talk about all things purity culture and pursuing wholeness and walking and healing and all the fun things. So today I have a very special guest, my dear friend, Patrick, who has been, um, I don't know, a man for how long? How, how long have you been a man for? <laughs> um, it depends. I haven't had a bar mitzvah yet, so <laughs> okay, gotcha. probably not even yet. Zero years. Zero years. Okay. No, seriously. I wanted to have one of my guy friends on the podcast because I feel like there's only so much perspective I can give people um, because I'm, you know, being a woman, I'm only half the equation. So today we're going to talk about a couple of fun things, but I really want to dive into what healthy relationships, well, like friendships look like with people of the opposite sex. And I felt like Patrick would be a great person to have on to share about his experiences. So thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive in. Tell me about what you think you or what your experience has been having healthy friendships with women. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I've had a lot of incredibly healthy friendships with women. Um, cool. That means you have a lot to talk about. Yeah. And like what not to do. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, I, I think that I'm just like, I'm, I'm just careful, you know, that's the only, that's really the only thing. Like, I, I wouldn't say it's much different than a relationship with a guy, but I'm, I'm careful to, uh, kind of parcel out the time wisely. Like if I'm hanging out with a woman twice a week, like that's a problem. But if I hang out with her once a month or twice a month, you know, that's more in the kind of safety area. I just uh it's the same as a guy i just give a little bit more space yeah is that to protect your own heart or to protect her heart uh well it's both it's to protect my heart to protect her heart uh it's also to because science is a thing so it's to keep physiological reactions from occurring you know because there's our bodies they they go places when you spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with a member of the opposite gender you know um, so just, I'm careful, I would say it's just, there's more care than in a relationship with a guy. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I feel like boundaries are super important. So I really want to chat about like what healthy boundaries looks like, because from my own experience, and maybe if you want to share, you can share about your experience too. But for me, I feel like if I have been too vulnerable or, um, I think it's normal for women in particular to look for like an emotional connection with a man. Like that's what we're longing for. You know, we all want to be married. We all want our Prince Charming to come rescue us. And, you know, we, it, was, it was kind of ingrained in us from the beginning to wait for someone to come rescue us from the tower or, you know, the, 
whatever mess we're living in and from unhealthy relationships. And so I think it's really easy for women to kind of expect men to come in and fix that part of our hearts. And so we really lean on them to do that for us. Um, have you experienced that like from the guys end? like, have you, have you known women to do that? Um, I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever experienced that. I'm very much boundaries are a big deal for me. So I think even if there were a woman who was like placed any dependence on me to like, Hey, come and fix this, come and help this, help me in this area. I'd be like, I don't care about you. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's probably, that's a little extreme, but it's, it's, you know, with the boundaries, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's a saying, and I want to say it's Romania. I don't know, but it's essentially, uh, your circus, your monkeys. So I'm a big fan of it. I got enough of my own monkeys to deal with. So, um, there is that sort of archetypal, uh, almost foundation socially of women representing chaos and men representing order, um, and men coming in and bringing order to the chaos. Uh, and that's like a kind of, that's the thing that's been around for a long time, but to an extent, I think that's part of the relationship is, is men bringing order to, to women, but also women bringing, um, I guess life to men. Like I've been in a, I was in a a relationship with a woman one time and she just was all over the damn place. Like, and it, she ended up lying to me. We were like, we were going to a, uh, a park and, um, and she was like, we, it's got, it costs like, you know, 50 bucks for a car, for a car pass. And, um, there was one that was like much cheaper, but it was only for one individual and we were in my car. So she couldn't, she couldn't, she didn't want to get the expensive pass. So she lied to me about the inexpensive one said, you're covered. Your car is covered when in actuality, that was not the truth. And so she kind of lied to me. And it didn't hurt my feelings or anything. I was just like, that's so interesting that you would lie. But I see that almost almost as a virtue for guys who are super diligent, super ordered, uh, so structured that they don't experience life. It's that the women who women bring kind of the antithesis of that to uh, to the relationship. Men might bring order. Women might bring, you know, relax a little bit to, to guys. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is definitely a certain level of anxiety that we have as women to need to be um, liked, you know, and to need to not bring problems to men. I think at least I I can only speak from my perspective, right? I mean, there's like 4 billion women out there, but um, there is a certain level of anxiety of like not wanting to make someone angry or not wanting to like be disappointing. And so we tend to cover things and hide things in an effort to make things uh, better, I guess, in our in our own twisted sense of better. Whereas for you, you're probably like, why the freak would you lie to me about this? This is the most stupid thing to lie about. But anyway, I digress. So tell me about like what healthy boundaries looks like as far as like, um, I know you mentioned like that you modify, like you monitor how much time you're spending. Um, but outside of that, like as far as emotional boundaries, like what do you think good emotional boundaries are for guys? And, um, and what women should be expecting, really, in a friendship. I uh, I don't know. I don't like spending a lot of one-on-one time with a woman. That's a good boundary for me. Again, like, you know, multiple or even like once a week, like multiple times 
a week or once a week even for me that is a little much but if it's like twice a month that really doesn't bother me and i just know that from experience like with my own heart um making sure that i have like my time with god in it sounds very it's very practical but it sounds and it sounds really like christiany or whatever but honestly like keeping god at the center um staying in the word continuing to spend time with the lord and tell god what's going on inside of me um that keeps me i think in a place of 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 getting what the lord wants me to get out of a relationship uh, i don't think the goal of a relationship is to always just build up walls and always stay away from pain like pain is part of the process um so healthy relationship with a female for friendship on a practical side of things like not spending too much time together I don't like spending like late nights with women if it's like 11 p.m and somebody's in my apartment um generally i will just kick her as hard as i can <laughs> get her out no, he's joking everybody just he's kidding joking. most of the time i'm kidding <laughs> no just kidding cool yeah i think i think from the woman's perspective a really appropriate boundary is if you're if you're in in the middle of a painful situation, um, just talking to the ladies out there, like from my own experience, if you're in the middle of a painful situation and your knee-jerk reaction is, I need to tell so-and-so, you know, like we'll just use Patrick Patrick as an example. I recently went through an issue and my I was I remember thinking like, oh, which men do I know that I could reach out to and, and process this with? And, um, you know, like if I had done that with Patrick, it would have been really unhealthy. And so I really felt like the Lord was teaching me in that moment to like after having been married and after having spent years of processing all of my emotional pain with my with my husband at the time, like that's just what we're what we want to do. And we feel like for some reason there is this ability for men to bring some kind of order to that emotional pain and peace to that emotional pain. But it's I think it's not a healthy thing. Like I feel like that's where our intimate female friendships are meant for in our relationships with our counselors and therapists and pastors and all that jazz. But like using men as an emotional support task force is not exactly the most healthy thing. Um, do you well, feel that way or? Yeah, which I don't have a problem. I did it today. Somebody reached out to me and they're like, Hey, this and such and such is going on. And I was like, well, that sounds like a great, and I'm not, I'm more shrewd and uh, I sound angrier when I'm talking about it than when I actually do it. Cause when I do it, I'm careful and thoughtful. But if somebody reaches out to me with something that I don't think I, I want to help process or I don't think it's appropriate for me to help help them process, I'll be like, that's a great, what a great question for your mentor or what a great question for your therapist, you know. Um, so I will redirect, again, I'll kindly redirect people um, if I don't think it's appropriate for, for me to be managing it or helping them process it. Yeah, I think that's so solid as for you as a man to recognize that. It's so, you know, you and I were both up here at Bethel and it seems like everyone is on their own emotional healing journey. And I feel like, especially at the beginning phases of processing emotional pain, it's kind of like we need a medic to come and kind of staunch the bleeding, you know, and it's so easy for us to rely on people that maybe we shouldn't be relying on. And I feel like that's why it's so important to have really healthy boundaries. Um, you know, the, there's a book on boundaries by Havila Cunnington. Have you read it? No. Hmm. It's a 15 day study. It's really, really good. And she talks about how boundaries are like you have a fence around your yard and you keep your junk in your yard and you don't throw your junk over the, your neighbor's fence into their yard. Right. And you also don't go into your neighbor's yard and pick up their junk and pull it into your yard. Right. Like that's 
an appropriate boundary. And I feel like it's so important, um, speaking from my own perspective, to not throw my junk into someone like your yard, you know what I mean? Like into a man's yard that's doesn't have an established uh, level of emotional intimacy. It's just not appropriate. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like you and I, we sit and we chat about our careers and we chat about life and like things that we struggle with, but it's, it's always at like this appropriate level. Do yeah. you feel that way? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I would really just want to devote all of my, my mental energy to dealing with my own stuff, you know? And if I find somebody who I love enough to marry, then I suppose I'll have to help her deal with her stuff. But until that time, I'm, I've got strength and grace for one person, you know. But even then, even in marriage, there is an appropriate level of boundaries. Yeah. Because if you are looking to your spouse to fix all of your issues, then it, that's not a healthy place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking as the person who used to rely on my husband to fix all of my problems, I know that that does not lead to good, good results. So counselors, therapists, friends, they're all great. And direct, direct them to Jesus. Amen. So there, the someone who was it? I don't remember who this was that was talking about this, but they were talking about friendship levels. Have you heard of the friend target? Is that where you try to hit your friends with um, <laughs> darts? Like darts? No, <laughs> no. But it, I would leave it up to you to interpret the friend target as that. Uh, but no, it's where it's kind of like a target, and and you basically get to say the very inner circle of the target. That's going to be me and God, right? The next ring out is going to be like a spouse, right? But until you're married, like maybe family. And then right outside of that, you've got like pastors, mentors. And then outside of that, you've got really good friends. And outside of like, it just keeps going further and further out. And like, so your level of trust and your your level of like vulnerability is all determined on where that person is on your target. And like, it's, Oh my goodness. I've had it where like someone who has a lot of charisma and like someone I was really vulnerable with, I moved on the target to this, like really close to the center. And it was a man and it was incredibly unhealthy and it blew up in my face. And, um, so I've learned my lesson of like, Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe we need to go slow, you know? And I feel like it's not just about friendships, but like in dating too, like you slowly are moving them inward, you know, and you're, you're like, like as you establish trust and as you like develop your relationship with these people, with whoever it is, like you can place them further in or further out on your target and decide like what level of connection you're willing to have with them. Does that make sense? Yep. Does that like, tell me what your thoughts are. Do you want no, to add anything to that? I agree with that. Jesus did that. Uh, he had the, what does he had? You know, obviously God, the father was his, the middle of his, of his circle. And then he had John the beloved who would, they would cuddle. They were but they were bros to the extent where they would cuddle, um, and uh, no homo, and obviously, and um, and then he had the three Peter, James, and John. And then he had the twelve, all the disciples. Zoom out again. He had seventy-two people who he gave miraculous uh, powers to, and then he had you know the Bible talked about the multitudes who would surround him, the people he would like feed, you know the five thousand he would feed. So he did have those. The, that inner circle as well. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good thing, I think, um, to define those things well and to ingredients are really good. I think with biology, uh, I think that, you know, what I want to avoid is m women sneaking. That's the wrong word is women 
getting moved into a deeper place in my own heart uh, without actual permission. And I noticed that if I, if I overemphasize relationship with them or open up to them too much or spend too much time with them, a lot of times they'll just sneak right in. I'll be like, Oh, I have feelings that I don't want, or, or I need to set, I need to set boundaries. And it's kind of after at least one of the members of the relationship has developed feelings. And then usually there's fallout. So it's, it's a weird tightrope that I walk to just manage boundaries, but also at the same time, manage my own heart and kind of make those boundaries to protect my heart, I guess. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. My spiritual mom talks about how, you know, it, it emotionally, you can let someone into your living room, right? Not your actual house, but like you can emotionally let them into your living room and share with them your life in your living room. And then you can move to the dining room and it's like more intimacy. And then you can move them into your kitchen and let them into your kitchen. And once they're in, once they're in your kitchen, like it's really hard to get them out. And if they're in your kitchen, this probably doesn't make any sense to you or maybe anyone else, but it made sense to me. Like once they're in your kitchen, like they're either there to stay or you're going to have to kick them out of your entire house. And it's just really hard to establish boundaries once you've completely crossed all of those. So I think it's really good of you to have that perspective of, of like, it's, it's important to manage your own emotional boundaries, you know, because there, it is really easy to establish feelings. So tell me, like, what do you think is an appropriate way to address that conversation? If like, if you think someone else that you've become friends with has grown fond of you, like, do you feel like you need to bring that up or do you feel like it's on them? Um, I usually just like, um, I'm still reevaluating the way I do things. Uh, the last church I went to, uh, Grace Center in Franklin, Tennessee, had a very healthy culture and the, they talked about it a lot. They talked about, let's, let's define our like dating culture or, you know, here at church and they're, the two two main tenets of that of defining that culture one was uh, girls, um, if he has not said that he's interested in you, he's not interested. Don't fantasize, don't dream about it, don't imagine what, don't name your kids, um, and don't, don't write your last name or his last name next to your exactly yeah. yeah. So if he has not said he's interested, he's not. And then guys, don't lead her on. Don't try to like, don't don't. Don't give her any reason to to have those imaginations. Um, and then they also said, like, don't be best friends with a woman. Like, you're gonna if you be if you choose to to be best friends with a woman, like somebody's gonna get feelings at some point. Um, so I've come from that culture. That culture is ingrained in my heart. So I've had I've not had a problem engaging women. Uh, a lot of times, if I am just like, hey, I'd like to go get coffee with this woman as a friend, uh, I would say at the beginning, Hey, I'm not trying to date you or anything. And that I noticed that many of my friendships that I've started like that have not really lasted. So I'm not sure it's the best card to play. Cause they kind of feel like a preemptive rejection, even though you're like, you're like, I'm trying to guard your heart. You're like, yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Like, um, but, uh, but I don't know. I've, I'm still defining that cause I've come from the culture that was very like strong into a place where it's it's not as well defined that if I haven't said I'm interested, I'm not interested. Um, because there's been a couple times where I've gotten past that point of somebody having feelings and then there's fallout and I've got to deal with, you know. Um, yeah, and that's so hard because like even though you can say until you're blue in the face, like, hey, if I haven't said I'm interested, I'm not interested. But then, like you said earlier, like we kind of live in a culture where like 
men in general are very friendly. Like they're very, very friendly. And they, they look at you with these eyes of like, like pure kindness and coming from my background of like, if a man looks at you, he wants to marry you. <laughs> it's like, Whoa, how do I handle this? And then you throw on to the, the touchy atmosphere that we're in and like, there was this one time this guy put his hand on the small of my back and walked across the church with me in front of God and everybody. And I was like, oh my God, like what, why is he touching me there? That's not like only, you only do that for one reason, you know? And he kept saying, I'm not interested in you. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I'm, I'm so confused. And, um, so I think that's why it's really important. And I think you do a really good job at this of like, you're not super touchy. You're like really good at being like, I'm out. See ya. Like you, you don't, at least from my perspective, like you don't lead women on. And I really respect that about you um, because, because I think it's really, really important. Like we're like clear cut. This is what a friend looks like. And like you get a little crazy. Okay. Calm down. Like I'm going to back off a little bit, <laughs> throw some water balloons at you, you know? No. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been at Bethel for two years and I don't, I haven't really participated much in any of the dating culture or whatever. I've just been my own little world and journey. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's just tricky because everybody, it's so relative. Uh, everybody's different, you know? And I think what's important is being able to say like, hey, this is, you know, this is where I am. And then being able to communicate it. Like some women won't have a problem. They'll see, they'll still see a guy as a brother if he touches the small of their back, you know? Um, I think that's, I think that's inappropriate. Um, Me too. unless you're like Me too. Just, in a relationship, clear. <laughs> but some people go, they go dancing every week and they put their hands on women's backs and it doesn't, you know, ostensibly it doesn't, uh, it doesn't initiate any kind of romantic process. Um, so it's just being, being able to voice, communicate your boundaries well, um, yeah. And I, I think what I don't know what your thoughts are on this. And I think just to put a caveat out there, Patrick and I have both stated previously, like neither one of us has figured this out. Right. Like we're just trying to figure things out as we go. But um, I think it's really important to be able to be safe enough people so that if one person does catch feelings like you can have that conversation in a really healthy way and not be ashamed of it. And just like this is a normal biological reaction that if if we hang out too much or if we're way too vulnerable or whatever, like eventually one of us might catch feelings. And if that happens, then it's important to be able to have that discussion so that the other person can say, okay, am I doing anything to lead you on? Is there anything I can do? Like, how do you want to establish boundaries here? And not like, I feel like, I feel like, especially women, we build, we marry men in our minds you know, and we build this whole thing up. Like you said, don't start naming your babies. We do that. That's a, that's real. <laughs> so I think it's so important that we like ha have honor for each other enough to be able to communicate all of those things so that we don't just ghost each other. You know, we don't have a massive falling out. It's like, okay, we kind of have a problem here. I'm kind of catching feelings and I don't, you know, I don't know how you feel, but like maybe we need, we need to change things up. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I th I like that. Just having open communication. I've ghosted so many women. It was before I realized that I shouldn't, or I kind of knew I shouldn't, but I grew out of it, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I think communication is just key. 
as long as you're communicating, saying where you are, then you can kind of evaluate it and, and make adjustments. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, not putting people in your God spot too is really important. Have, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, how would you define that? Um, I just think you can only put somebody in your God spot if your God spot is empty. So that is an issue of like, I think repentance where it's like, oh, you're not spending time. Oh, cool. You missed a day of prayer. That's okay. God, I'm sure it missed you. You missed like three or four days of prayer. Like, no, there needs to be a conversation with the Lord. Um, but if you are, if you are able to put someone in your God spot, then I think you shouldn't be dating because it means you're not seeking God. Because if you're, if, if you are seeking God, your God spot will not have a vacancy for someone to fit into. Yeah. Yeah. And a good sign of not having God in your God spot is longing for validation and affirmation from people. And if you are in a healthy place and you're able to know who you are as a child of God and you're able to um, have those healthy boundaries with people, then, yeah, definitely it's time to date. And like, don't be ashamed of catching feelings. Right. I don't know about you, but I've decided I'm not ashamed anymore if I do catch feelings for someone, because it's the most natural thing in the world, you know, but it's important to be honest about it. And, um, but it's, it's dangerous when you, when you are looking for them to solve problems in your heart or to kind of rescue you from any level of pain or whatever. Yeah. Which to, I mean, to an extent, like I think validation from people and the opposite gender, certainly to an extent, I think that is, is a natural good desire but if you think that's going to replace relationship with the Lord, or maybe it's like, if I'm not prioritizing God, then I will have an unhealthy context for validation from people. But if I am seeking the Lord, if I've got God first, then I will still, that validation still will be significant in my life. And it's still, it's still needed. It's still nice. It's nice to have validation from people. But if I'm not seeking the Lord, it will take up too much space um, and I'll put too much emphasis on it. But if I am seeking God, then that validation still comes. But it's just like it's a nice thing. It's not meeting the deepest desires of my of my heart, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to crave that from people if we don't have it from God first. Yeah. And then it's you're right. It's once you get it from God, then it's it's nice to hear from people, but it's not necessary for survival. So let's wrap up this conversation of what healthy friendship looks like between men and women with this question. When you enter into a relationship with someone, how do you think your your friendships with other women should change? Like, what do you think is appropriate in that, in that moment? Uh, I don't know. I think there's going to be, uh, I think there's going to be a level of, of distance created, uh, which I think is, is appropriate. Um, some of it's practical because they won't, you know, I won't have as much, if I'm in a relationship, I won't have as much time. Um, for me, I, I sort of, you know, being direct, I think is good, but at the same time, I also kind of like to phase myself out of people's lives. Um, not in a, not in an abrupt or sudden way, but I think that people kind of get the message if you just are not as available, I guess. But then, like, it's generally common knowledge. Like, I'll tell them I'm dating somebody, and and I think they'll have an understanding of, oh, he's not as available, probably because he's in a relationship, you know. Um, so, I mean, I would create some appropriate distance, but I try not to be abrupt about it because I don't want to, like, hurt their feelings. 
Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good idea. I mean, I think it's everyone should expect that the um, whoever your friends are of the opposite sex kind of get put on the back burner when you're in a relationship, not to be like, see ya. <laughs> so glad we're not friends anymore. Not not like that. But there is this element of honor in your relationship with whoever it is that you're dating. Um, that they should be taking the priority and they are filling a certain need that you have for that, um, that those healthy um, interactions that you have with someone of the opposite sex. So um, I would just go into it and just for my advice for people, like I would just go into it with the expectation of like, like um, we are friends for however long we get to be friends for and I, we will always be friends, but uh, the level of relationship that we have with each other can change over time. Is that, is that what you think? Yep. Okay, cool. So let's transition out of um, friendships and move into dating and what pursuit looks like. All right. So we're going to pause there. Patrick and I went on and spoke for another hour on what dating looks like and what healthy pursuit looks like. And I'm just going to save that for next week. So thank you for listening again. It's such an honor to be able to release this passion project of mine into the world. Thank you so much, Patrick, for joining me today in the studio. And um, don't forget, y'all. Uh, subscribe anywhere you want and leave a good review if you can. That helps so much. Also, if you wouldn't mind, share this episode with anyone that you know that's been caught up in purity culture and maybe trying to learn how to navigate, how to walk in wholeness and purity in this day and age. So once again, thank you so much for your time, for listening, and uh, feel free to reach out with anything else you might want to hear in the future. And, um, but as of now, that's it for today and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.